Welcome to the business of beautiful spaces. I'm your host, Laura Thornton, principal of Thornton Design. I'm beyond thrilled to bring you this podcast where I am going to share over 25 years of experience in the interior design industry. As an experienced interior designer, I understand the challenges of running a successful business while also creating beautiful and functional spaces for our clients. Throughout my career, I've worked closely with trades and other professionals to bring my clients' vision to life. And along the way, I've learned a thing or two about balancing that creativity and practicality when running a business. In this podcast, I aim to share my knowledge, my insight with you, other designers, covering all the aspects of the interior design industry, from the creative process to the business side of things, from selecting the right materials to managing budgets and timelines. I am going to share all the tips and tricks that I have learned over the years to help you run a successful interior design business. Whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out in this industry, this podcast will be for you. I'm looking forward to sharing my experience with you, answering your questions, and helping you navigate the exciting world of interior design. So let's get started on the business of beautiful spaces and explore the art of creating beautiful and functional spaces while running a successful business. Welcome back to the business of beautiful spaces. I'm Laura Thornton, and today let's talk about that indispensable tool, the site binder. And we're going to explore its significance, its content, and the pivotal role that it plays on a job site. So let's picture a job site. It's a very dynamic environment. It's buzzing with activity. There's tradespeople moving with purpose. There's materials arriving. There's decisions being made on the fly. Well, not so much, but they shouldn't be, but you kind of know what I mean. And amidst all of this, in this chaos, there is one tool that remains a beacon of clarity, and I call it the site binder. And it's often referred to in our business as the site Bible. So at a first glance, our binder uh, is big. It's typically three inches thick. We always have a black binder on site. And on the front and on the spine, using a label maker, we have the project name and we have the address. I think it's really important to include the address so that if there's any quick reference points needed to anyone and everyone on site, they can definitely uh, reference the address for a delivery, or if you're calling and asking um, something, they know the address right there on the front. It also has a giant sticker that states not to be removed from site. So therefore, that site binder should always be there. In addition to always being there, we collectively decide for a consistent placement, whether that's in a linen closet or hopefully a closet somewhere on the floor that still exists if it's not too much uh, construction that has doors and we know that it's easily in there and try to retain some dust to not be on those pages. So we like to pick a place collectively between the contractor and myself and therefore we know that that is where the site Bible resides. So whenever we're on a site and someone needs it, everyone knows where to go. You're not having to go, if I'm with the electrician, I'm not having to go find the contractor and ask where he's put the binder. It's at our fingertips at all times. So having this strategic positioning is just simply not for convenience. It's also um, has, a, has a spot that everybody knows where to find it, and it goes back to that spot. So now let's dive deeper into the contents of what should be found in a binder or what I believe should be in a binder. So our binders 
uh, as I mentioned, are three inches thick, typically, obviously it depends on your scope of work. And I divide my binders by floor. So if I am doing one floor, there's one binder, everything's in there. If there is the main floor and an upper floor, now there is going to be two binders, one for each floor. There is just two much information in these binders to start comboing them. I find it much clearer. I find it much easier to reference when you're not having to flip this binder open, try and find somewhere to put it down so that you can get the pages to open properly because there's just so many pieces of paper inside this binder. So by dividing it by floors, I find that it's a lot more well, easier to rifle through, I guess, at the end of the day, but also then there's clarity on each floor. You're not having to uh, carry a binder floor to floor. There's one on each floor. So if there's one floor, it's one binder. If there's two floors, there's two binders. And if there's all three floors, then there would be three binders. Um, And they're all divided the same. So we're going to get into the content of what would be within each binder on each floor. So the binder is organized in a way that starts off the first section with the complete client approved presentation package. So to maintain, you know, the relationships with our clients, all the pricing and details are intentionally omitted. We do this because no one needs to know how much any one item was, you know, people judge and they're like, who would spend this on this? And it's none of their business, quite frankly, it doesn't matter what it costs, but we do remove all the pricing. So that way, um, you know, there's some sanctity there for our clients. So we take all of that off and the entire package detailing every single thing that we are purchasing or has been planned for this project is in that package. So even it's really important that the contractor know that there is a sofa going where it is, it actually can be because he doesn't actually get why we're putting a floor mounted outlet there to house the lamp that's next to this floating sofa per se. Um, And this way it gives context all the way around. Now, I also supply all that information to my contractor when he's quoting the job. So he has seen this before. But as we all know, things change and it constantly gets updated. So every time there is a change, you have to be diligent about showing up with your new papers and putting them into the proper binder on the proper floor so that everybody is up to date on what's been changed. Um, You know, in addition to that, It is important for them to see these details, but in that binder also resides any renderings that you may have uh, produced so that it really gives context of how certain things are laid out or if they're looking at a bathroom, which way these tiles go, even though you're including elevations, it already gives them a preconceived idea of what that space is going to look like, which I think really helps anybody. Um, But basically we start off with that full package. So that package is in its entirety. I know sometimes our pages are wider than the binder. So we do fold every single page. Yes, I know, but it makes it clean and it makes it that those pages aren't completely tattered and destroyed by the time the project is over. Um, So we do uh, include that first. Then the second section for us is the drawing package. And I know that can be repetitive from the initial full presentation package. But this way, if they are looking for a drawing, it is right there. You can go through the entire project as a whole. Um, We also zoom in onto every single room so that they can see everything a little better. So those two sections are pretty substantial with lots of pages. As mentioned, um, we do use legal size paper. So every single page needs to be folded, which can be a hassle because obviously they don't know what what they're opening each and every time. So in addition to having our 
items done with dividers, sometimes we find that it's easier to also put um, little post-it notes on the top and divide it by room. But it depends on the scale and the size of the project. But you start to see why this meticulous organization is so critical because the clarity leads to efficiency. And so every minute that we spend putting this binder together, hopefully translates to not having to lose time spent for information lost on site. And we often know that time is of the essence with interior design businesses and projects. So um, let's move on with the systematically breaking down each category. So um, after we have the full packages, so I find that those are really important at the beginning of the job, um, having the full package and then the full drawing package back to back. Now, we also divide room by room overview. So each section has essentially paints a picture of its space. So it's telling a narrative. It starts off with the drawing of the space followed by any drawing that is pertinent to that room. So um, just for example, if I have a floor plan and we're touching, let's just for argument's sake, for ease of this context, it's an entire main floor project. Yes, that's a big project, but I just want to walk through the flow of it. So after we have the first section and the second section being our full package and then the drawing package, let's pretend that we're doing a full main floor. So you walk in foyer. That would be my first section. Now you walk in, you turn right, there's a laundry room. That would be my next section. You turn, you keep moving through this house on the right hand side. So I'm doing it counterclockwise. You can do clockwise if you prefer. Then I move to the next room. Let's say that's the family room. Then I move to the next room, which is the kitchen. Then I move to the next room, which is the dining room. Then I move to the next room, which is the living room. Then I move to the walk-in closet at the front hallway and I'm back to the foyer. So I move in order of the space so that it has flow. Again, you can choose whatever works for you. If you're just, if you're not just, if you're doing the kitchen and the family room, then, you know, you can choose whatever order you want, but I just find it's ease of moving through the floor plan. Like we would during a presentation is how I actually break down the binder. So room by room. So for example, we came in, it was the foyer. So if we're doing the foyer, we need the flooring plan. We need the the floor finishes plan. We need any elevations that are pertinent. Now, what ceiling fixture, how with doors, what paint color, what wallpaper. So all of that information that needs to be basically conveyed to all trades that are working on the foyer, every single cut sheet, every drawing, everything will be under foyer. So if you're working on the foyer, you can open up the foyer drawing and you can find excuse me, section, and you can find anything you need at your fingertips that's going to be needed to create that space. Now we move into the laundry room. So within the laundry room, I'm going to have all those same, same information, whether that's all the drawings that are needed, all the elevations, if there's renderings, um, any appliance specs need to be in there, um, the tile information, the lighting information, the handle information, the, the plumbing information, the millwork information, every single item that goes under laundry is going to be in that section, right down to trims and paint color, um, door handles, anything you need in that section will be there. Now we move into the family room, same thing. If there's built-ins, the flooring, hardwood, trims, paint color, lighting, um, anything that's needed to furniture, pillows, any fabric, anything that is needed to create that space is in that section. Now, does the contractor need to know what fabrics are there? Absolutely not. But you know I'm going to have a site visit with uh, my drapery installer, with my furniture manufacturer. Anyone who's doing any custom work is going to be on site. It is important to have that information there, um, not necessarily for our contractors and other vendors, but they might need to be able to see what that furniture looks like. They need the dimensions. They need the height of the arm. Sometimes it's important to know if we're going to be putting in any USBs at the arm height of a, of a sofa. 
um, any new plugs, any new heights, all of this becomes super important, even though it is on our elevations, as we all know, things change on site. So room by room overview, every single room has its own divider. Now, in addition to that, at the back of the binder, I also have product categories. So yes, you're going to see that there is some overlap. But as we dive deep into the specifics from even lighting fixtures to plumbing details to every component that breathes life into this space is cataloged here and also divided. So you're going, holy cow, Laura, like you've just created a lot more work. Not really. If you are printing out the wall scones that's going in the bathroom, why can't you just print it twice? So that's what we do. So that way, if I'm doing a walkthrough with an electrician, and I have that site binder there. I don't need to go room by room. I just need to go to the electrical section. And then as we move room to room, I might be fifling through maybe 20, 25 pages, not the entire section <laughs> of all the other rooms. So by further delineating it, it really works. And I've actually found that on site too, my contractor, if we're talking about something and we, oh, Laura, I want to ask you about this light, blah, blah, blah. We can't move the bulkhead like we thought. So where do we want to put this wall scones in this bathroom? Well, now I can say, well, let me just look at what the dimensions are. I don't have to call the office. I don't have to carry a binder with me, even though I do sometimes depending on the size of the meeting. But if it's just like an on-site question, then we have this site binder to be able to reference, which I, I think there, there is something to be said with any large scale project when you start getting into multiple rooms to just have that ease at your fingertips and you're not fifling through a whole bunch of pages. Not to mention the binder is filthy. So the more time you have to hold that thing and open every page, you walk away and you've got dust all over your shirt. So, um, you know, uh, I also love having a section just for the renderings. I find that that has been something over the last few years that we've introduced renderings into the business and into the presentations that has been invaluable on the job site. So, so you decide if you think that this is valuable for you and the people in which you work with, but I really believe a picture is worth a thousand words. And by including the renderings in your binder, um, it does offer a tangible vision of the end result, which essentially is ensuring the alignment across the board for everyone who views them. So just beyond the design, the binder serves as a communication tool. That's its goal. It bridges a gap between the design vision and its execution. It ensures that every stakeholder from the contractor to the electrician is aligned in this project's goal. The binder is comprehensive. It does respect boundaries. Absent are the pricing, any purchase orders, any financial intricacies of that project remain confidential, safeguarded um, in the trust with our clients. They, they place that in us, so we want to respect that, as mentioned. Um, but the binder isn't static. It does keep evolving. It definitely requires a checklist if you don't have one already. Um, I think that it's really great to use a checklist to make sure that everything was covered and that everything is, is in that contents um, and it remains relevant and that you keep updating it. As I mentioned, as things change and evolve, you should be responsible for making sure that those amended pages make their way into the right sections. And I also date everything. So even if it's by hand, who cares? As long as it's dated and that your contractor realizes that was amended because just per se, maybe something falls through the cracks or you forgot to mention that something, you know, a light got discontinued in this new one came in, that is really important information to the contractor and your electrician, because who's to say that the placement is exactly the same or the width is exactly the same, or he hasn't already figured out where your mirror is going to be. And then now it doesn't work. Yes, that's your responsibility also, but it's really important that you update them verbally as well as the binder. Um, Sorry, I go on these tangents and then I'm like, what else did I want to say? So a checklist. I think it's really important to have a checklist. I do have one. And as um, questions come in from site, your first 
answer should be check the binder, check the binder, check the binder. Because if you don't and you start answering those questions, those tradespeople will keep coming back and just asking you because it's easier. Um, yes, you know the answers. Yes, you can answer it quickly, but you shouldn't <laughs> because then it's just going to keep happening. So um, that's why it's there. Obviously, the binder needs to be referenced. Otherwise, why do we bother putting it all together? So the checklist for me is if somebody does call and ask and I say it's in the binder and they call me back and say it's not in the binder, then I double check the next time I'm on site and then I will add it to the checklist if it's something that's been an oversight or as the you know, as our projects build and get bigger and bigger and bigger, you do find new things that, uh, you know, got missed or needed to be added in. So I just want to make sure that your checklist is robust and that ensures that all the contents remain there and that it's up to date and that that way you won't forget anything. That way too, if you do start hiring and bringing a team on into your business, it's not something that you have to verbally sit down and explain. If you're keeping a list, which I know a lot of the time you're like, but it's just me. But eventually you're, I'm assuming that's most a lot of people would have a goal of having someone help them out and take these smaller things away and off their plate so that they can grow their business. And if that is you, then start doing checklists and templates as early as you can, because it will really make a big difference when a team starts to build in your business, because then you're set up, you're ready to go. All you got to do is say, look at the checklist on the desktop or in our iCloud or wherever you keep all your good things. I know a lot of people use like Google Docs and things like that. We're all Mac based here. So I don't have that proper lingo of what you would use in, in Google, but or Microsoft or whatever the case may be, but we're, uh, we're all Mac users here. So, um, you know, for me, it's, uh, it's our iCloud and we use numbers and pages and all of those good things. So, um, <clears throat> anyway, whatever method you use, make sure you start it soon, because if you do plan on growing, it's a definite tool. So sorry, I digress. As I always do, I get off on tangents. I'm going to bring it on back. So in the rare in instance that something does go amiss on the job site, it is an opportunity for growth. We defined and refine our checklists here at Thornton Design, and we ensure that that continuous improvement is always moving forward. This uh, proactive approach, it not only conserves time, but it also, you know, fortifies our commitment to having an excellent, a level of excellence in our business. We always strive for the best customer service. And to me, the customer service with my ideal client is that we're not bothering them. So if that means I never have to, <laughs> to reach out to them and ask them a question or clarify anything, that to me means we're doing a good job. That's where I know that they value us. And so this is where an example of the communication between us and our contractors and or vendors is paramount. And so um, that's up to us to make sure that that's done well, that there isn't any oversights and that everything on site is going as smooth as possible. So the site binder plays a pivotal role in that. And when the tradespeople or the stakeholders have questions, directing them to that binder, as I mentioned, you know, instills discipline, self-reliance. It ensures that binder is not only a tool, but it becomes an integral part of your project's culture. And it, they'll know that your answer is going to be check the binder. <laughs> so let them do that first before bothering you. Your time is valuable. Your time is absolutely has a quantified number that it's worth. Um, let them try to do it first. Just like if you have kids, just like your kids, try and get them to figure it out first before coming to you. So the site binder is more than a collection of pages. It is a reflection of our dedication, our organization, clarity, and like I mentioned, the excellence towards customer service and project management. That tool ensures that the vision, our design vision, 
actually comes to reality and hopefully seamlessly. And we all know that there's always going to be something that arrives on a job site. That's all right. That doesn't mean that you're not doing a great job. That's life. That happens. There's always things inside the walls. We don't know it's there. So there's always going to be a couple of things like blips, what we have to come up with and we have to solve and that's our job and we will do it happily. But in the meantime, as long as that binder is there, well-organized and available, then you should have a lot less questions coming your way and interrupting your day and your sequence of events or your time um, when you're supposed to be doing something else. Because let's face it, as soon as you're interrupted, and that could be a 10, 15 minute conversation, doesn't sound like a lot. But if it's happening a couple of times a week, that's adding up to an hour here and an hour there. And then you're still running to a job site. And every time you have to drop what you're doing to get to a job site more than what was already planned in your original quote to your client, that's costing you time and money. So if that site binder isn't done in a way that allows everybody to figure out what needs to be done, then there is something that needs to be a aha moment for you to go back and fix your checklist or to amend however you're doing drawings or whatever the question is that came up, that that way it doesn't happen again. So ultimately saving you time and money in the future. So that was a lot. But today to wrap up this discussion, I want to leave you with a thought in design as life and preparation and organization are the cornerstones of all of our successes. The site biter embodies this philosophy. So ensuring that our projects not only meet, but exceed the expectations for us and our clients. So thanks so much for joining me today on the business of beautiful spaces. I really hope that you gain some action items out of this. That's always the goal that after you spend 20 to 30 minutes with me here on Mondays or whatever day of the week you choose to listen, that you walk away with some actionable items. Um, That is my goal. That is why I listen to podcasts. That's why I enjoy business and entrepreneurship podcasts. I always hope that after I listen, that I learn something and that I can actually utilize that and implement it in my business. So I hope that you find that that was important information for you too. If there is anything that you think that was missed or you think that should be covered every Monday on Instagram, I do post the episode, a photo and any chat that you want to add or contribute. I welcome. I think we can all learn from each other. I love that we're all adding and, and giving our two cents. A lot of people do send me DMs and I love that too. Um, I love knowing if you're enjoying this and if you are, I'd love to know that if there's something that we've missed or that you would like to hear, or you would like some insight on, Uh, for your business, we're happy to share. And you can tell I love sharing. I go off on all these tangents and multiple ways of sharing. So definitely um, DM if I'm more comfortable with that and or add to the Instagram post. And if you do like us, please let us know with a review or even just a little four or five star on Apple. We'd really appreciate it. I'd really appreciate it. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me your time. Thank you for all your kind words. I am constantly wowed by how lovely this community is and how the kind words that are sent my way. I actually will up a little when I think about it because I started it as just to share, but it really is kind and lovely how the words and the thoughtfulness. And I appreciate you taking your time out of your day to let me know that personally. So thank you. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Have a great week. Keep on designing and until next Monday. Bye.